Hello, hello. Welcome to the Mother Days podcast. I am your host, Sarah Wright Olson. And I'm Teresa Palmer. What's up, daisies? <laughs> you, you. Doing a dance. So this is one of those episodes (laughs) where we just put out a little ask us anything into Instagram and you guys sent in all of your questions. And so we're going to go through this and try to hit up some of these questions right now. We usually don't get through very many at a time. (laughs) We try. (laughs) Um, We try. We try. Yes, we do. Um, But... I think it's um, exciting to hear from you guys and be able to um, respond. So this is a shorter episode for us. So we're going to jump right in. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? A splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Um, Tracy, you want to kick us off? You're actually not in the um, interview today. Hmm. Can you hear that? She's like, but I (laughs) want to be a part of the podcast. I am going to attempt to start us off here with four children in the background. Yeah. Um, Okay. This is from plod underscore munoz. What is... I don't know your real name. I'm I love sorry. That I'm giggling. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure. Maybe your name is Plod, but I'm assuming it's not. But that's your Instagram handle. <laughs> Hello, Plod. Um, what is your biggest trigger when it comes to your children's behavior? Oh my God, we were just talking mm. about this, you and I. Yes. Um, okay. Do you want to jump in first? <laughs> I feel like you so yes. beautifully articulated this the other day. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, okay. So I'll break this down. So whining is a trigger um, when they come in with that. Teresa says it calls it a whingy voice. Mm-hmm. A whinge. <laughs> um, but like a whining voice. But also I think like when we get into um, this like pattern of the kids sort of bickering with each other. Mm-hmm. And then it's like he said this or she said this. And then... For some reason, once that starts, I feel like the loop kind of doesn't stop. (laughs) It's like we get into this mode of like, see, that one did this thing and this one did this thing. And it's just like until chaos breaks out and like winter bites everybody, you know, (laughs) it's just like, (laughs) she's like, the energy is too high. (laughs) Enough. 
Um, and <laughs> I mean, not really, but kind of. So yeah, so that that drives me nuts. And why does that drive me nuts? Well, it probably does because um, of when I was a kid and, you know, probably doing like a back and forth bickering with my brother or seeing that or being around that. Um, you know, I think I also have, we, we talked about this in another episode, but I have like a sensitivity to sound. So when things get really loud and crazy, like, you know, some people kind of don't mind the chaos in the house and a lot of chaos in a small house, um, is just, it's really loud. And so I have to tell myself, okay, you need to calm down. You need to mm. don't let this energy. I'm an empath. I like take it all on the high energy floods my body and especially if it's bedtime which I was saying the other day that um it's just too much for me but then you know another one is like when they're not listening it's like I can see that they're listening to somebody else you know like if it's Eric or whatever but then or if I see them listening to like a friend or you know whatever it is but Mm. then with me it's like they'll not listen and Mm. not respond and then if they do respond it's like in a tired way. <laughs> uh, yes. Do you feel, I ha- was having this conversation with someone the other day, that like as mums, and this isn't always the case, and, you know, I don't mean to generalize here, but oftentimes we see the the good, the bad, the ugly even more. And sometimes it's like, oh, my gosh, but you're this way with this person, like we were talking about at school or whatever. But because Mm -hmm. we're so safe, it's like we see all the things. But even I feel like my husband gets a little bit of a different version from them too. But then Mm -hmm. I, maybe because I'm the one that has the kids all the time um, because Mark will travel to visit Isaac, like, I see absolutely all sides. And then when mm-hmm. Mark comes in, it's all just like, wee, daddy, fun, this, <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, I swear to God, last week, like, they were being insane and you're just not seeing it. You know, co-caregivers that are around and stuff too, it's like they're, they, um, you know, Sonia and I talked about this and she's like, yeah, it's like you pick them up from school and they've been really trying to keep it together all day long. Like yes. all day they're trying to be a good listener and they're, you know, a friend takes away one of their toys or, you know, like something happens and they don't react how probably their feelings feel on the inside. Mm-hmm. So then they see you and it's like that moment where, you know, they're excited to see you and then all of the feelings come out you know and so that can be very activating for the parent because you're like so excited to pick up your kid and see your kid and then all of a sudden they're like (laughs) falling apart upset and you're just like oh my gosh like the space i'm getting yes and so what do you do about that i mean i've had to really work through that myself with being like okay prepping myself before i go in there probably going to be really tired probably going to need to bring them a snack Mm going to need to like hold them give them extra love tell them like how much you miss them and like Mm -hmm. when they're falling apart and not listening or screaming or doing whatever it is it's like okay maybe we need a minute together let me just hold you in this space um that's helped me a lot See, that's so good. I think taking it slow after school because they've had so much exertion yes, of energy and mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And then they're constantly listening at school. Well, my kids 
are rule followers. Like they want to follow the rules at school, except for that one time Forrest decided to break out of the school and was on the other side of the fence, like he, 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 he. And they're like, Forrest, what are you, what? And he's like, well, I dug a hole under the fence with my friend Rose and Remy and I just like sort of, he stood on the outside. He was like, he, he, he. And then someone like ran and told a teacher and here's a crazy thing. You know where it came from? We play these podcasts, like these escape podcasts, these adventure podcasts, and one of them was the story of escape from Alcatraz. And they dug a hole. And then so Forrest (laughs) listened to the podcast and then escaped from school instead of escape from Alcatraz. I was like, oh, my God, this is because of the podcast. He was like, yeah, and I was, remember how the prisoners were, like, working on that hole? Like, me and my friends were working on this hole for a few days. He was like, all I was going to do was just go through it and stand and be like, oh, my God, we did it. But anyway, I got the phone call at, like, 3 p.m., you know, the dreaded phone call where you see the school ringing you. You're like, oh, no, what's oh happened? My like, hey, we just want to let you know about this incident. I was like, oh, my God. Anyway, um, <laughs> hilarious and also terrifying. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness. It's self-love. It's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. All right, as you guys know, we are we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those 
frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And Mark has the same trigger. We both have the same trigger. So we both Uh, grew up, as you know, with less, with less stuff, with mm -hmm, less experiences mm -hmm. and adventures and travel and, you know, just less. Like my my mum was on a disability pension um, and even though my dad was well off, he was one of those sort of tighter well-off people (laughs) so (laughs) so we I lived with my mom uh all most of the time and I'd go visit my dad on the weekends um and then Mark obviously grew up in extreme poverty so we did not have the sort of life our kids have with all the adventures all the travel all the different cultures and the you know the big Christmases like they get and the birthdays and and you know I got ample stuff but I also lived in like a teeny tiny house on a main road with semi-trailers like rattling by my window all the time and so Mm. for us I feel like our biggest trigger is if we're feeling like the kids are asking for more 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 that to me Mm -hmm. is like oh because they are generally really grateful kids because we've really installed that in them and and they know they know about dad's past and um that we just had less than them so they've grown up with a certain level of appreciation for the things that they have and as kids do they'll oftentimes just ask for more i want this thing i want that why can't i have this why can't i have that and yeah. um fail to really have the perspective of oh my gosh we have so much this is enough like we're so grateful thank you thank you and so if that ever comes into a, the daily conversation uh with mark and i that's the thing that we'll both get triggered by and we're triggered in different ways yeah. i'm just like please like look around you, look, see what you have and you have yeah. each other and you have 10 acres of land to go and run and to do things. And um, and Mark, he'll get irritable. I'll hear it in his voice and he'll get irritable and snappy with them. And it's always for us, it comes down to the same thing. It's always like, we just want you guys to be in a place of gratitude. And it's not easy for kids. Mm. It's not easy to always feel like that. So it's just about reminding them. And our kids are so beautiful in the fact that they're like, 
oh my gosh, mum, we're so grateful. Thank you. Thank you. We see mm. like Bodhi did it the other day. I had a really good chat with him about this sort of stuff. And we're on the way to bounce and the kids started fighting, like what you were saying with your kids. They were kind of fighting mm-hmm. in the car and all four of them were getting in on it. Even Prairie, she was sort of like yell noises at people in the back. <laughs> and I had, it was my one day off, my one day off work. And I was like, oh, I'm taking the four kids on my own to bounce. Like, let's go. And then Bodie's like, everyone stop. Everybody stop. Let's just take a breath right now. Mum is using her time, her one day off of work to take us to bounce. Mm. And we're all so lucky because bounce is expensive and not all kids get to go to bounce. And (gasps) mum's even buying us the bounce socks. And so we get to go there and we're doing a two hour unlimited there. Guys, this is so amazing. You know how much fun we're going to have. And had this whole epiphany mid-argument and I have been really making a point of praising him about when he can stop, reflect and be like, oh, hang on a second, that's sort of spoiled behaviour. Hang on, let me pivot. So that I'm trying to, you know, really embrace because and and lift him up and pump him up because they're at an age now. I feel like, you know, Wyatt and Bodie are at an age now where Mm -hmm. they can start pivoting in that way and then setting a good example Mm -hmm. for the younger ones. So anytime Mm -hmm. that that, um, happens in our family, Mark and I make a big deal of it. Like, oh, we really noticed that you did that. And we so we see that and we appreciate it. Oh, that is so cool. I'm like, was it about, did that come from you saying like, guys, this is my one day off. Seriously, we're going to fight the whole way to bounce. Like, is this what is happen? Actually, no. actually, he no, just did it on it, his own. it's because we've been having, I was telling you about this. We've been having these yes. conversations once or twice a week with Bodhi mainly about just like, appreciating and gratitude Mm. and hearing him. And he's like so wants to have these big conversations. We sit in these big conversations and he will engage for an hour. And I'm like, it's really hard to have when you have so many kids (laughs) to have an hour just to engage in a conversation. But we try so hard to carve it out because I see the impact it has on Bodhi and he wants, he gets really excited by it. And, Mm. you know, this, the shift that I've seen in him has been so immense the last few weeks. And when Mark flew down from LA, he was like, wow, Bodhi, just your maturity and, you know, the responsibility mm-hmm. you're stepping into. And it's just been so lovely. Um, but it's also bittersweet in some ways because I'm like, wow, he's really sort of shedding that younger those younger parts mm-hmm. of himself and sort of blossoming into this preteen age and is pretty mature, emotionally mature for his age that I just also am like, all right, he's also only nine. So <laughs> <laughs> I know um, yeah. it's a hard balance when they get to that age. So yeah, it's hard for them oh, too. I love that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's our next question? Okay, so actually this one just came in like right this second. Ah. I just saw it pop up. And um, it said, this is from Lady Joe Maddow. And it says, how to make peace with my postpartum body. I'm grateful for my healthy baby, but I'm sad about my stretch marks. Mm, I hear you. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. Um, I have really gotten to a place of being okay with the way my body looks postpartum, it does look different. I'm not someone whose body um, 
looks the same or better than it did before. Sometimes we we're on Instagram and we're in that state of comparison and we see people post photos and I'm like, damn. And a lot of my friends who look like that also <laughs> really work hard to look like that. And that is a priority mm-hmm. to them. They're like, we want to go to the gym. Yeah. We want to like get our bodies back. And also they might have the genetic disposition to be able to do that. Not everyone yeah. does. Yeah. I cannot say that I prioritize working out and doing and like sort of striving to get back to the way my body mm. once was. I don't have the bandwidth. I just don't. Sometimes there'll be moments I'll look in the mirror, especially in the last couple of weeks where I've put on a little bit of weight. I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, ugh. I don't love what I see, but then I try Mm -hmm. that like I'll hear the self-critical voice come in and then I'll be like, you know what? I have four beautiful babies and look at my body and I'm going to celebrate my body for all it did and all it went through and just thank God I was able to even carry babies and birth them and have the sort of births I wanted. So I often like throw all the positive voice, the inner voice. I will always throw it at the critical voice that will come in because it always it will mm. come in at some point in my week. Yeah. I'll like be putting on jeans and I won't like the way they fit or I'll be trying a top on and I'm like, oh, my boobs aren't like as perky as they once were. And I'll, <laughs> I can hear myself go down and be like, oh, that's a shame. But then I'm always like, oh, look what I have for it. I'm so lucky. And also I'm not working out. I am not taking the time to go and work my body. <laughs> so I'm like, to me, I'm like, oh, I should quieten the self-critical voice because like, mm. it's just not a priority to me. I just don't care enough to have a rock hard body anymore to work out to like get the muscles back and maybe that'll shift once I'm done having babies which I don't feel like I'm done yet maybe once I'm really solidly in the place of that was my last baby I will shift into all right beast mode (laughs) I'm going to the gym I want to like feel fit again I want to feel like I can run up a hill without huffing and puffing which is not happening right now. (laughs) So yeah, I just, for me, it's just that constant reminder of like, I'm enough. Look at what my body's done and, um, you know, not to sit in a place of comparing my body with other people's. What about you? Mm -hmm. I think that's so great. And such like beautiful advice. And, um, I guess, you know, it really, it depends like if it's your first baby or what stage of postpartum that you're in, you know, it's hard. Cause like, especially that very first postpartum period where you see the, um, the tummy like now empty, um, doesn't have the baby in there anymore. All the organs are kind of everywhere displaced. Your <laughs> muscles are still like, you know, on, on the sides of your body. And you just kind of have this like pouch there that slacks in a way and the skin feels really loose and like, um, you know, this was like the house that grew your baby. So, um, but I remember seeing that and being like, Ooh, I don't think <laughs> this is ever going to go back. <laughs> and, um, and it was challenging to see that at first, you know, and then I kept doing the thing that you're talking about where I'm like telling myself, okay, but like, this was, these, this is my, where my baby was. And now my baby sleeps on top of this area and it's so soft and squishy for my baby, you know? Mm. Um, and you know, in terms of like, uh, 
you know, scars or um, stretch marks or whatever it is like, you know, I, I love the idea of trying to reframe that in your mind. You know, my mom had um, a major C-section scar because she had an emergency C-section and then had to have C-sections again afterwards with her next two babies. And she always kind of talked about her scar. But when I looked at it as her child, I remember seeing it and not thinking it was yucky or gross or like whatever, you know, because it was a pretty thick scar. It was like pretty wide. And I remember looking at it and being like, wow, that's amazing. Like that's where we came from, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, and her body to me was always so beautiful with her, you know, the stretch marks that she would talk about or like her, you know, she would also talk about cellulite or like whatever it was. And to me, like that was my mom and I loved her. And like, so for myself, like when I've seen, I started getting stretch marks actually when I was um, hitting my like very first major growth spurt when I hit puberty. Mm. I have stretch marks on the sides of my hip yeah. um, from where my Greg legs grew. And so um, I got them pretty early on and I was like, whoa, what's that? And so I was kind of used to that. And then my boobs and uh, my stomach got stretch marks when um, I had my first baby. And um, the stretch marks are lighter now. It changes. It depends on your skin tone, but now they're lighter, um, but they're still there. Mm -hmm. And my boobs are definitely droopier <laughs> and the skin is looser. And um, I had to do like a reframe, like what you're saying and just say, you know, this is like these are all these beautiful stories on my body mm -hmm. of what it's been through. And um, it's a map. It's a total map. And I will say that it just depends on you and what makes you feel good inside. But for me, it does make me feel really good to move my body, to do yoga, to do bar, to do Peloton, like whatever it is. If I'm getting my blood flow moving, then it's weird. Like my mind will shift as well. Mm -hmm. And I'll start to see myself as like this healthier being just because I'm moving and circulating and doing what I should do to like keep my body healthy. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. And if that is a tip that you want to take and just try out and see what makes mm. you feel really good as you're sort of, um, you know, checking yourself out in postpartum. And um, I hope you will learn to love all the beautiful stories that your body's going to go through too. Mm, that's so nice. Teresa, do you have another? Yeah, I have one from anything? Okay. Ruth P91. And she says, pregnant with baby number two and I have an 11-month-old. I'm worried the age gap is too short and being in over our head. All right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we talk about uh, age gaps a fair bit yes. on this podcast and Sarah's more familiar with the three to four age gap and I'm more mm -hmm. familiar with the two to three age gap. Neither of us have experienced the <laughs> two under two. <laughs> um, however, I do have lots of friends who go ahead and have babies sort of quicker <laughs> than I do or than what Sarah does. Yeah. And um, I think that the general consensus is that the first couple of years, you're just in the grunt work. You're just in it. Yeah. You're in the trenches. You need to outsource some help, whether that be family, friends, your partner. Um, and the great thing about it is you're kind of bundling up the baby stuff. So you're putting it together. You've got 
probably two in nappies or diapers. Um, you're going through the stages at a similar time. So it's going to be fresh in your head. By the time that second baby comes, your experience is going to be so different. I have so many friends that say this with the first one, you're second guessing yourself, you're overanalyzing all the different choices you're making with your baby. And am I doing this right? Do you, Should I burp them like this? Should I? And then by the time the second one comes, you're so in it. You're such a like pro at it that it's going to feel so much easier. And what I hear mm. really works is baby wearing, having that baby in a carrier or sling, having free hands to be able to tend to your toddler and also incorporating the baby into life with the toddler. Um, if you can try and keep routines relatively similar uh, for your older child, that seems to work. We are, um, you know, <laughs> we are big advocates for helping the baby to get acclimatized with the flow of the family dynamic. So being able to sleep in the car, being able to sleep in the sling on the go, being able to sleep in the pram, having not as structured a routine for that second baby, I think is only going to help in terms of keeping sane, trying to juggle. So some people might be able to line it up beautifully and they're orchestrating naps at the same time. And that would be wonderful. But I think for most people, it's going to just be in a moment to moment, just figuring it out as you go. However, the great thing is, is having that close age gap. I know that that means that that sibling has a little built-in best friend, so close in age. And one of the beautiful things about, you know, my daughters who are two years apart, two years and four months apart, um, is they are they do everything together. <clears throat> oh, I'll do that again. They do everything together. <laughs> Frog in my throat. Um, they do everything together. They Right now, each of, them, each of them have like 17 dolls in their arms and they're pushing prams. Oh, my and gosh. And it's so nice. So one day, mm -hmm. once that second baby is old enough, the two of them are going to be a little pair and you're going to be like, wait, mm -hmm. hang on, what about me? Um, so I feel for you, um, outsource the help, Sarah. Do you have any other tips? Yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that. I, I will say that it's also really sweet um, when that age gap is kind of close together, that they're so close together in school as well. Um, mm. And I think that's going to make life easier, maybe not at first, but when they get a little bit bigger and you're doing school drop off and you're just like a great apart. Yes. Um, I think that's going to be really special to have that. And, um, you know, the the hardest part will I think from what I've heard from all of my friends that have had babies really close in age um, is just navigating those first few months with the newborn and also trying to tend to the needs of your toddler but as Teresa said like you know one of the main things that we have heard about um, having a second baby no matter what the age gap is is to make sure that you as long as the newborn is safe um, and in a good you know spot if the new Newborns crying if they're in their bassinet crib, you know, whatever it is, um, that you tend to the toddler first if they both need you at the same time, tend to the toddler first, and then maybe incorporate the toddler and be like, should we go check on the baby? The baby seems really sad, <laughs> you know? Um, yes. And then one other little advice tip is that if you can make 
your um, pregnancy with the new baby, make the toddler feel a part of it in any way that you can, like bringing them to appointments, showing them pictures, saying this is your baby, you know, your sibling and like just anything that you can do to kind of, I mean, you know, sometimes we think like, oh, if they're not talking back to us, like they're not understanding, but your your baby is going to understand everything. And especially you have your own language with your toddler, right? So um, just communicating and reminding that like, this is our baby and this is so special that Mm -hmm. we're bringing our baby into the family. Um, and that will make them feel so connected and a part of it. I think we have time for one more. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I think this is a really cool one because it's something that I know Teresa really wants to do. We're not exactly experts on this topic by any means, but we can speak to it a little bit. Um, from big R A C H R Rachel. <laughs> Big um, can you do a home birth if you are having twins mm. so well we just interviewed someone didn't we who yes. had a home birth mm-hmm. with twins look it depends i think on whether or not you have a high risk pregnancy oftentimes you'll just be labeled high risk if you mm-hmm. have twins um Sometimes if second baby is in breach or first baby is in breach, um, your midwife or your doctors will ask you to give birth in the hospital. There are many midwives. And in fact, I think there are probably, especially in America, I mean, I'm sure you know the Mm -hmm. OBGYNs I'm thinking of. There are probably doctors that you can source out who would be okay with recommending a home birth if you're having twins. And I know there are so many midwives that would be comfortable being there. Um, I always talk about how like I'm trying to manifest twins, <laughs> how I really want to have twins one day <laughs> in the future. This is, this is why I, brought, I I read this question. I know. <laughs> well, I've always been like, my Nana was a twin. My pop was a twin. I dream about having twins all the time. And, Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so if I ever was to have twins, I think I would probably want to have a home birth. I certainly want to have a water birth. And there are lots of videos. If you go onto YouTube, because I've seen so many of them, I actually save them on Instagram (laughs) when they come up, I'll just press save. Um, but there are so many beautiful water births, twin water births, but you'd have to just do your research. But the answer is absolutely. You can have a home birth with twins. If the circumstances are right, then you can, and you would be able to find, a whole slew of people who would be willing to support your um, birth preferences. So if you're pregnant with twins, I'm jealous. Um, Well, congratulations. (laughs) Um, That's amazing. And I hope that you can find a great supportive network around you to um, help you make the right decision for your family. Amazing. I have nothing to add because I actually don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't fully know, but... um, but I love it. And um, <laughs> I think that I just saw that it said twins and I got really excited because I was <laughs> like, oh, Teresa really wants to have twins. Um, there's another question on here that I think we can hit up next time, but it is um, about 
teaching our kids to eat healthy and how incorporating healthy foods into their diet, which I think is just really, really important. Mm. Um, And I think that a lot of times we get locked into this, like our kids, um, you know, have like the chicken fingers, the French fries, the whatever, because that's what they want and that's what they eat. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like there's like a movement out there to like, let's move away from that if we can and really try to, you know, give kids a rainbow of colors on their plate um, and just get them used to eating all different kinds of foods. So and then you're expanding that you're expanding their palate. Yeah. I mean, how there's that great Daniel Tiger episode, which is you got to try new things because it might taste good. And I will sing that to the kids. If I put something on their plate and they're like, oh, I become Daniel Tiger (laughs) and I sing the song. (laughs) Um, Exactly. If Um, you're looking for a organic nutrition field supplement uh, for your kids, my company Love Well has a specific formulation for kids called Grow and it has mm, a blend of so fruits delicious. and veggies, yeah, and all the micronutrients mm-hmm. that you want. So that is sort of a shortcut way in the morning if you want to just make them a smoothie with breakfast that's what we do in our family as well just to know that we've covered our bases and then the rest of the day if it happens to fall apart that's okay but generally we really try to stick to healthy eating um but that's a great little uh one to end our ask us anything episode Thank you guys so much for submitting your questions. We um, will have another one of these soon. So look out for when we put it up, our Ask Us Anything little sticker on our Instagram stories. Um, We love you, Daisies. And uh, we'll be back with another guest soon. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Bye. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom, and a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.